And this time on Culture File, Rob Long is here to highlight for the incoming U.S. president everything he could learn about running the United States from the TV industry, a briefing obviously required by Joe Biden's heartening lack of network television experience. This is Rob Long with Martini Shot. We've got a new president of the United States, in case you missed it. There was a big show last week with Lady Gaga and a few others. And I mean, there's so much on television these days. It would be perfectly understandable if you somehow missed it. But it is slightly more likely now that someone in the new administration will hear these words. Mostly because it's slightly more likely that someone in the new administration knows how to listen. So on the chance that the new president has just tuned into this, first, hi. And second, I thought I would take this time to share some show business wisdom with you. See, politics and show business are pretty similar. They're the old saying is that politics is show business for ugly people, and that's true. But I'd also add that, as your predecessor has taught us, the differences between show business and the presidency are getting harder and harder to identify. So, Mr. New President, allow me to offer some advice. About halfway through any writing project, I always have the same thought. This is not going to work. Why do they go to the restaurant in the second act? Why does the dad tell the daughter about the life insurance? Who answers the phone when they're all on the scene at the supermarket? And also, who's watching the baby? You can almost always wave off some of the more arcane details that threaten to unravel the entire story. I mean, look, if the audience is asking itself how the letter with the job offer got to the main character so quickly, then you've got much bigger problems than a simple FedEx envelope in the frame can solve. It's the same with continuity. Continuity is the industry term for stuff in the frame that stays continuous. If an actor is wearing a hat in one angle, he'd better be wearing it in all the other angles in the scene, even though the scene is shot over two or three days and the hat itches and the actor keeps taking it off between setups. Unless it's supposed to be a magic hat, and that brings up other problems, like maybe spend five more minutes on the magic hat idea. I mean, once we were working with a studio executive with a real uh, passion for continuity. So in a dinner table scene, when we were recklessly mixing takes to achieve what we thought was the mission, which is a fast, funny dinner table scene, he only saw the knife and fork in the foreground, which mysteriously shifted to the left a few inches with each cut. What is this, he asked? A haunted house? Now, we countered by using the excuse that everyone uses when they've sacrificed the perfect continuity for an overall better scene. Hey, if they're watching the knife and fork, we're dead anyway. Babies, babies are different. Babies need to be watched at home, which means that in any family scene with a baby, if all of the characters are suddenly called over to, you know, I don't know, the hospital or the pizza place or wherever the story calls them, you always need to be thinking about the baby. Who's watching the baby? Which character isn't in the scene? And how do you convey that in dialogue? Because someone will notice. People always notice how babies are supervised or not, I've discovered. And they'll write letters. Lots and lots of letters. Once, a long time ago, when I was a writer on the ancient and almost forgotten comedy Cheers, we all came back to the writer's room in a state of high satisfaction. We had spent the past few days doing heavy surgery on a troubled script, and we had just seen the run-through, and it was perfect. It was funny and fast and unexpected. The whole cast utilized in a classic second-act block comedy scene set in an airport, I think. In other words... A triumph. And after two late-night rewrites, it was a pleasure to come back to the office, sink into the sofa, and take a deep, relieved breath. Until someone asked this question. Who's watching the bar?
The whole cast was in the last scene at the airport, which meant that no one was watching the bar, which was the chair's equivalent of the baby, which meant letters, which meant we had to leave one of the characters back at the bar, which meant that that character's lines and actions needed to be reassigned, which threw off the clockwork engineering of the final scene. A small thread pulled, a whole script unraveled, another late night. Mr. President... It's the little stuff that pulls you down. It only takes one card to collapse the house. You come back from a run-through and you think you're out of the woods and then some idiotic detail ruins your dinner plan. So here's my advice, Mr. President. Think big picture. Go for the major stuff. Keep your eye on the big story you're telling. Ignore the knife and the fork when you can. But always know who's watching the baby. And that's it for this week. For Martini Shot, this is Rob Long. And indeed, Rob will be back with more learnings from the storytelling industrial complex next week on Culture File.